0: Hi everybody, I'm Vanessa Oshima, and welcome to the Outrun Cancer podcast. Outrun Cancer started back in 2012, when I made a promise to a friend that I would run every day for her, to support her cancer journey. Cancer can be a really lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be. And that's something that I've learned through my cancer journey, the running journey. And I'd like to share with you the stories, the information, the learnings. We call them the life learnings from running, life learnings from cancer. And so that's what we're going to do with this podcast. If you're going through a cancer journey and you want just a little bit of mm, inspiration, a little bit of information, or just some good stories, come join us on Outrun Cancer. And you don't actually have to be a runner to be able to be part of this. Come listen. Hi, everybody. It's after the marathon. So we were talking very uh, nicely about all of our expectations for before the marathon. And now Connor and uh, Julia and myself are here a few days after, two days after the marathon. It's no Tuesday. (laughs) And uh, we are going to tell you a little bit about this experience. So we're going to talk about the marathon itself for anybody who are the runners who would like to know about the marathon and the experience of the marathon. And then we're going to talk about what we kind of learned from the marathon. So Connor... We'll go in order of fastest to slowest, which means that Connor goes first because Connor Connor finished way, way ahead of me. He had to wait for me for two hours. So Connor, how was the, the race, your third marathon?
1: I'm glad that it's done. Um, I think it was an excellent one to do. A really There's something so exciting about just doing the original one. So it certainly is a bucket list and it definitely lives up to all of the hype. Yeah
0: the bus ride you know the bus ride when you catch the bus from athens (laughs) yeah and you're in the bus because it's a straight line marathon from marathon city back to athens yeah? yeah so it's very different to for example like london marathon or tokyo marathon which are looping around the city yeah this one you're on the bus and you're getting further away and it's like we've been on the bus a really long time.
2: <laughs> exactly. We're, this is what I was thinking. I was sort of like, oh oh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: we have been. I was like, we've been on the bus, and then we were going like uh, down the hill, and it was like, we have to run back up that hill. <laughs> so it was early in the morning. You have to catch the bus around about five thirty, six o'clock, and they drive you out there. How did you feel when you arrived at the at marathon? Yeah. Well,
1: I felt very nervous. Uh, going into it because I've done marathons before but Athens does have a bit of a reputation and it's a lot hillier than most Mm. so going into it I knew that it was going to be a lot harder than the ones that I was used to and the ones that I was used to I you know I thought were pretty hard Mm -hmm. but perspective comes in and I think in hindsight the previous ones were very easy and Athens is extremely difficult
2: yeah 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 how about you Julia? When you arrived at the start line? what was the feeling? I was super excited and very, very happy. so mm. mostly it was happiness at the beginning, especially when we went down from the buses and the uh, Greek music was playing mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, it's happening yeah and I was just like dancing all mm-hmm. the time. yeah yeah but I saw you were so happy you were so full of I was energy so yeah. happy. Yeah. And then I started to get a mix of emotions mm. and that made me kind of happy, nervous, like mm. the good yep. kind of nervous. Yeah, And I got emotional because from the start, before we even started running, I started reflecting things on mm. everything I've been going through last year mm. and this year, what's mm. happening. Mm. Yeah, I... I remember getting off the bus
0: and we were walking and there's the statue of Nike. So like the, the Nike statue with the wing goddess. And because I used to work for Nike, it was kind of special. I'm like, Connor, you have to take a picture of me <laughs> with the statue. And then Connor took a picture and like the the head and the wings are cut off. And I'm like, what is this? We have to take the picture again. <laughs> uh, listen, that's one of those <laughs> I was perfectly in the center and everything. So from that point, he took a great picture of me. But not the statue.
1: Yeah, that's one of the life lessons, I guess, is never cut someone's wings
0: off. Yeah, never cut someone's wings off. Yeah, so I met up with Julia at the start line. Connor was um, block one uh, way ahead of us. What is it like? Because block one is where all the elite runners are, like the super fast people. So what's it like lining up with all of them?
1: Lining up in block one... You know, I was very excited, but I was also very nervous because although I'd gotten a decent time in a previous race, I still wasn't sure that I fully deserved
2: mm-hmm.
1: to be you know right <laughs> at Both the start one. line. <laughs> yeah. And on winding up with people that are, I might be referred to as joggy joggy, but these people are actively running before the marathon. Whereas <laughs> I respect the warm up, but for me, I think there's plenty of time to run yeah. after the race <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, so I, I had a bit of a feeling like perhaps I was meant to be a few blocks back or, yeah. you know, I'm not, not sure that this is where I should be starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, once the race got going for the first five or six K, um, I was actually up front with, you know, the best of the best of them. Yeah. So I was, yeah, it was a pretty crazy experience being behind the pace car for the first six kilometers. That's great. And I think yeah. for one... For the first six kilometers, I was technically in the 26th position of the entire race. 26? 26. Wow, so wow top 50. Kilometers. Oh, my gosh, was, top
0: 30. Oh, wow. Yes,
1: yeah, so it was it was a really crazy All oh, downhill from there. <laughs> well, I knew, I knew that I wasn't going to keep <laughs> that up for yeah. the whole race. So I think part of it for me was just about, I'm not going to say being realistic, but more about playing the long game and, mm. you know, taking the approach that you should instead of letting your ego, uh, drive you into despair. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you started, how was the race? So as we started, I knew that I had to go through this so that Mm -hmm. the kind of like the feeling of fear Mm -hmm. faded away Mm -hmm. because I'm already in there. Yeah. And as I started, I started reflecting on my journey, cancer journey Mm -hmm. as well. And that was amazing because I didn't think it would be very similar to my cancer journey as well. Mm -hmm. So um, at the beginning how it was very crowded and we were trying just to To navigate to to find our way and I was going really fast at the Mm -hmm. beginning Mm -hmm. and I knew that I was going faster than what I should Mm -hmm. but I just wanted to keep that pace. Mm -hmm. And then uh, later, so I'd be more relaxed if I want to slow down mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And interesting thing, as I was running at a certain time, I was looking at my right side and it was a very like regular view. It was like tractors, so some mountains, and I'm just looking at that side. And I got bored from that. <laughs> yeah, it got boring. And then I don't know why... I looked to the left, Mm. and there was the sea. Yes. And I've been, so I I couldn't, like, I missed out on the very good side of this race, because I've been looking at the... At the wrong side. At the wrong side. And that was like, that hit me really bad, because, not really bad, like really hard, because many times we actually... Keep on looking at the bad side of something, and ah, we didn't. Yeah. To, yeah. We didn't get. We don't get to look around. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm. wondering for how long, this has been the view on this part so of the place. When I saw
0: the ocean, because when yeah. yeah, so that first piece, and actually my knee started hurting at about uh, eight kilometers, and I thought that my knee would probably hurt at around about twenty. Like I thought I would make it through until about twenty. So. When it hurt really bad at eight, I went into like shock. It was like, oh my gosh, I mm-hmm. have still so far to go. And I started to take my painkillers early. But I saw this, the ocean, you yeah. know, and I'm like running now with painkillers and I'm thinking, my gosh, am I going to finish? And I was looking at the ocean and the land along beside the ocean is flat. And i like, could not the runner? have run the ocean. <laughs> why, does, <laughs> why does the runner choose to, to go, up? Up, <laughs> go up and over the mountain? He could have gone along the ocean, you know, seen a group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, then it would have been a flector flat flat to marathon for us at the beginning. So for me, once I, I had the painkillers and it, it wasn't so painful anymore, it was like just one foot in front of the other, just do as much as you can. Um, and then I had made the decision that I would do, you know, a few kilometers and then I would walk a little to see how I was going and then I would run again. And so we call the Galloway method, I think. Yeah, I've never really done that before. So that was hard for me to make the decision to do that style of running because, you know, the four 4.15 uh, balloon person passed me and then the 4.30 person passed me and I'm like, oh. and yeah, so that was for me hard. But I have my pink, uh, you'll see, and we will put some photographs. I have my pink tutu. And uh, all the people along the side are like, bravo ballerina! (laughs) So they were cheering my positive. They were not seeing that I was walking or I was uh, struggling. They were seeing the happiness. So... Was yeah. kind of fun, and the olive branches they were giving.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I tried to enjoy my time as much as possible, mm. as well. So I was laughing with the people mm. and trying, like, whenever they they get quiet, mm. I just would make this gesture to mm. get louder. Oh, and yeah. they well, yeah. they yeah. interact really Realizing. nicely with this. Yeah. And because I had my sign the the flag with me, and mm. it had the the names of all other cancer patients that I've been in touch with during my cancer journey. Mm-hmm. So whenever the angels, yeah, 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 my the angels and the heroes as well, mm-hmm. the ones that I got to to know. Mm-hmm. And whenever I'm running and I raise up the flag, people actually see it and they start cheering me more. Mm-hmm. And this thing gives me like a special boost. boost yeah, yeah like
0: the high fives, all the, yeah. <laughs> all the young
2: kids that do the uh, high fives. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so how did it go, Connor? You were like top 30. What happened? <laughs> so I think that let's talk about the hill. The hill starts at about 12 kilometers yeah. and it goes through until about 32. So it's yeah. And I think that's the thing. So let's talk about the hills of Athens.
1: I think the short version of it is that I started at approximately 30. I did not finish <laughs> it. All right, All right. So the hill is, like you say, they started about 12K through to the 32-kilometre mm. mark. And I suppose beneficially for us, they weren't as steep as what we'd kind of believed. But the reality was that, while well, they weren't steep. They were consistent and unrelenting so and long and long
0: and i think that's that for me was it felt a little bit like cancer like sometimes it's not that it's a really steep hard thing it's just it's long and it goes on and on and on it's it's not like um a tough cold like influenza where you or something and you get and it's two three weeks and it's gone it's a long and it's like another and another. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, true. As for me, how I saw it as I was running the hills, I noticed that after some long hills, there's a very short downhill. Mm -hmm. And also this one, I I want to reflect it on the cancer Mm -hmm. treatment, especially during the healing therapy Mm -hmm. for me. Because I had a session every three weeks. And on the third week, I feel okay, Mm. and it's like a break for me. And it felt the same. So, so whenever I'm going the uphill, I'm like, okay, I need to keep going because I know that there's a short downhill, short downhill or flat. Yeah. So this is my goal. I'm running for it. Right. Yeah. And because I knew that the uphill starts at the 13 kilometer, and I was still waiting for that steep uphill, and I couldn't see it and for so long that the upland was okay for me, mm. and then I understood something. I came from Jordan, and Jordan is a very, very hilly country. Mm. Like I can't avoid the hills. <laughs> you can't avoid unless you want to run like in a 200 meter. <laughs> <was> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and this is the That's only right. way to avoid the hills. Mm. And we got used to run there, mm. and I didn't know. That these hills that I couldn't avoid in my country, Mm. although I always wished that Jordan was flat Mm. because it would be easier and more Mm. fun to run. But these hills actually prepared me for this race. Mm. So it didn't seem to be as hard Mm. as I was expecting Mm. because of all the things that the training that I did before on hills. And I would like to reflect this again on the cancer journey mm-hmm. as well or any other hard experience that we go through. Mm-hmm. Because all the hardships that we went through before yeah. that or that we are going through now are preparing us for something Makes in us the able future. to cope, yeah. Because as long, like throughout my teenager years, I've been struggling with a lot of self-esteem issues mm-hmm. and many things that made life seems to be unfair for me, Mm -hmm. but like I'm lucky because I understood that I should work on these things way before I got cancer. Mm -hmm. So as I worked on them and I built up my Mm self-esteem and learned how to live a more positive, healthy life, Mm -hmm. by the time I got cancer, I was prepared. So it wasn't as hard Mm -hmm. as it could have been.
0: Yeah. So I think that so many learnings. So as we are going through, like you said, you know, to be prepared. So Athens, everybody, I think, is imagining like, I will never run Athens. It sounds really hard. <laughs> it sounds really um tough. But I think, yes, it's a hard marathon, but it's full of a lot of specialness. So um, because it is the first marathon, the marathon race, and because you're running through just the countryside, the country people. Um, so rather than like when you're running in the city. And you have all these kind of buildings and things like that. It's really the people. So the people make the, um, the marathon very special all the way through until you get to Athens uh, itself. So I think that for me was kind of special. I had um, lots of supporters. I was going along the hill and then there was this guy with the DJ music and uh, Christos, and uh, he was playing like Bon Jovi, like, it's my life. And I was like, yes, and I was like, now or never. And I was doing this thing with him and singing along. And then, you know, next it was uh, these three people who were doing the run-walk kind of approach, and I'd never done this before, but now four of us were doing together. So it didn't make me feel so bad because we were all doing it together and talking and running in a little walk, so the Galloway yeah. approach. And then at 31
2: kilometers, Daphne was there. So I know Daphne ran with you. Yeah. 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 and It was so much fun. Like, it was a very short boost. Yeah. That's helped me for like two kilometers ahead. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah. So so I was lucky Daphne
0: ran with me for the last 11 kilometers. Wow. Um, And so Daphne and I have been friends for so long, and she ran the last, the hardest part of the marathon with me. And then, of course, you know, 200 meters to go, Connor is there screaming at me, <laughs> taking photos <laughs> of me. So, this is, um, this is good. So, let's switch gears a little bit because we talked um, about the marathon itself. Um, as you come into Athens, there's the statue of the runner. So let's talk yes. about as we go into the stadium. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. The feeling of going into the stadium. Okay. So. Oh, just so everyone knows, the finish line is at the stadium of the first modern-day Olympics. So just keep in mind that the original um, traditional Olympics was in Olympia, uh, which is about four hours away from Athens. But the modern-day Olympics uh, was held in Athens, and there is the stadium of the modern-day Olympics. So the first Olympic game,
2: modern Olympic games, was held. So this is the this is your finish line. Yeah. yeah. So. Once we got to Athens, I've been mm. holding my flag up, mm. mostly the whole time. Mm. And also mm. I was remembering like how like last year I couldn't raise my oh, arm mm. because mm. of the mm. lymph nodes and top. everything. And I got kind mm. of tired at certain times. Mm. But once I saw the statue, and I remembered what Daphne said, mm. because even my watch wasn't exactly, exactly sinking. Ideas, yeah. Yeah. So I saw it. And that was the last time I even used my used my phone because right. I was taking videos and stuff like this yeah, and that. I was like, yep I'm not using my phone anymore. You're gonna enjoy. I, I'm gonna enjoy the moment. I just raised the flag and I went fast. Mm. Faster than before, not mm. super fast. <laughs> and it was such a glorious moment mm. going to the stadium. And I've been like as if I never I didn't run like 41 kilometers kilometers before that so much energy so much energy and like just before the finish line I was worried like what kind of pose should I do (laughs) where's the flag okay it's (laughs) too windy up it's not not (laughs) to the side so I was just changing the position of the flag and I was super happy but once I crossed that finish line I got very weird mixed emotions Mm. and I just started crying and that was, it was like ugly crying, you know, it's not like just that that was ugly crying and I realized that last year I was titled as a cancer patient and this year and that, that moment I'm not a cancer patient anymore, I'm a marathoner
0: that's right. It's your first marathon. Yes. So you are a marathoner. <laughs> so I'm di-
2: you have a new title. Yeah. yeah. So yes. yeah,
0: that's fantastic. How did you feel going into, I know you were struggling at the end, mm. so, but going into the stadium at the end.
1: I think going into the stadium, it very much reignited uh, the competitive flair within <laughs> me. So, you know, my legs were cramping up and <laughs> nearly fell over a bunch of times mm-hmm. because of it. Mm-hmm. But the moment I got into that stadium and, you know, everyone else uh, around me is heading up towards the finish line, I can't help myself. So all of a sudden I start trying to sprint yeah. unsuccessfully. But, you know, I start trying to well, in my Yeah,
0: in your mind you are sprinting, but, yeah. <laughs> in
1: my mind I'm just Fine. being awesome. Um, <laughs> in reality, I'm kind of hobbling along. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I managed to salvage... Yeah. 10 places so (laughs) um yeah just a bit of fun yeah once you get into it
0: i know um when i got into the stadium with daphne like daphne and i just were holding hands and did the last piece and i was the same i was like let's run fast let's sprint a little and get there and uh there is a kind of some japanese runners um but i do it as well um when you end you turn and you bow to the course to say that you respect the course and say thank you and When I bowed to the course, it was a long bow, because it was like big respect to this course. This course was not easy. My time wasn't great. It's the slowest marathon I have ever run. So even my first marathon was not as slow as this one. But a friend of mine said, it's your slowest marathon ever, but it's your fastest marathon with a knee injury. And so so that was the way to reframe and to think. So what did this marathon teach you? So let's go around. Uh, so for everybody, um, the other thing I would say is Athens is a beautiful city. Uh, and there's just so much to enjoy the weather. The weather was hot. It was hot for us. Um, and so just, you know, prepare yourself, but it's a beautiful marathon. Don't expect to come here and run a personal best. Um, just relax and enjoy that. It is the original marathon. Uh, in the history, uh, take the time when you come, build in time to be able to visit um, some of the um, locations, like the museums and things like that, because I think it's a very special marathon. Yeah. Yes. And the food is great. Oh, the food is great here. So, <laughs> But what's your big takeaway? So we'll go
2: around once. So the big takeaway from the marathon that you had. Uh, as for me, I learned something that even uh, through hard times and challenges, you still get to enjoy the journey Mm. until you get to the finish line. Mm. If the only goal was just focusing on the finish line, you will not get to enjoy it as much. Mm. But when you pay attention to everything that's going around you, Mm. to learn how to be happy with the little things, to know when to rest, when to push through, you get to when to, to, to look right and when you to look left, to, yeah, <laughs> <my goodness. laughs> when to look for the ocean. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This helps you through hard times to get to the finish. Yeah, the finish line. Yeah, absolutely.
0: How about you, Connor?
1: So, for me, it was a couple of things. So, uh, mm-hmm. first of all, is finding the balance and difficulty. So, when you're taking on something that is inherently already very difficult, mm-hmm. it's allowing the difficulty to come from the course itself and Mm. to go easy on yourself. Mm. And alternatively, if you're doing something that's an easy course or that's just easy within itself, then that's when you really push yourself Mm. and you make it hard in that way. Mm. But try to have the good judgment to not push yourself on something that is already extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, So I suppose it's about being able to distinguish between uh, when your ego is getting the way of you making the right decisions Decision. yeah. and I think the second one for me especially was you run 42 kilometers to get to enjoy. 42.195. 42, <laughs> the
0: 195 is important, <laughs> yeah? Yes. You,
1: you run all that way to get to enjoy being in one of the original Olympic stadiums. Mm-hmm. Don't rush to get your medal. Mm. Because by the time you've done that, all of a sudden you're no longer in the stadium mm. and you can't enjoy it. Mm. So mm. once you cross the line, do take a moment to really sit in the moment yeah. and just appreciate what yeah. you've done.
0: It's interesting you say that because I was very similar to you, which is like my the other marathons that I have been in, you cross the finish line and you almost immediately get your medal. Mm. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you pretty much cross and you walk a little bit and then they're handing out the medals. And just, you know, and Athens, they're not doing that, right? Exactly. You have to walk a little bit to get the medal. And I was like, I was saying, where's the medal? Where's the medal? <laughs> and he goes, where, no, where? Have I missed it? Where's the medal? Kind of and Daphne's like, just look around you, the stadium. You know, yeah. The medal is down there, don't worry. Mm-hmm. And so that's my learning. There's two learnings as well. So this idea that you said, Connor, which is when you get there, Enjoy, enjoy the accomplishments, you know, and don't think about like you're finished and you were already like, "Where's the medal? like I was? Where's the medal versus I've finished. Let's take a moment to enjoy that I've finished um, and really soak that in. And I think that's important for when we do anything tough, whether it's cancer, whether it's studying for exams to get into university and things like that. When we finish, take a moment to enjoy that we have finished uh, this piece, rather than rushing to the next, next thing. So for me, my big learning was that along that whole 42 kilometers, I had support in many different forms. So I had uh, the people saying, bravo, ballerina, because I was in the pink tutu, and I was a very tired ballerina. <laughs> but, uh, but they were taking photos, and as they were saying that I would I could try harder. The high-fives, the kids who were doing the high-fives, so they are also support. But also, too, um, I helped uh, somebody on the course who was hurting and she was crying, and that was at about 12 kilometers, and I gave her half of my painkillers. And that was a big decision for me because giving half of my painkillers to her when I was already hurting earlier than I thought, I didn't know if I would have enough painkillers for the end. But she was, it was her first marathon. She was about 12 kilometers. She was very upset. And it was like, I think she needs it more than I do. And so I I gave to her. And she finished. I got her bib number and we looked it up and she finished. So that's fantastic. Yeah. So taking the time to help. So I was being supported. But even though I was hurting in a tough time, I can support somebody else. So it's not always just about me. And then there was the guy with the boombox, Christos with the the music, and then there was Daphne. So there wasn't one person from start to finish. It was multiple people. And I think that that's the other thing is that on a cancer journey that's long, it doesn't mean that you have to be there from start to finish to support. Mm -hmm. You might dip in and dip out when it's the right time for you.
2: Yeah,
0: Um, Because everybody's busy, we understand. And so it's just dip in, dip out. And these things are actually good. And I agree with, uh, with Connor, ego. I had to come to realize that I was not going to run a fast marathon. And that was my past. Uh, you know, 3.36 is my past right now. And if I keep comparing it, I'm never going to be happy. And so I will just have to focus on the now and what I can do now. Versus always comparing to the past, and so there
2: my learnings. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Well, I I got some ego issues as well. Yeah. And I think so. We have c- certain similarity. Yeah. With this at the uh, twenty-seven kilometer. Yeah. Because the distance for me, it's what got hard because I mm. didn't train like train a lot for mm. long distances, so I was thinking I can keep on running, mm. but once I get to the finish line, I will not be happy or I would not enjoy the course as much. Right. And I was at the time like, okay, I know people are tracking me now. What would they think? Mm. And if everyone told me you might hit the wall at the 30th uh, kilometer and not mm. now, mm. and then I was like, "No, nope, it's okay. I can walk now, mm. so I'd finish happy. Mm. Because uh, my goal is always to finish happy, to run happy. Mm. yeah and I hope and I was like it was the best decision that, that I took mm. because it helped me to run better mm. till the end yeah. yeah so and uh, and even that remind me of something during uh, the healing mm. journey. Many people out of support, they keep on telling you like, no, you are strong. Yeah. You are you can do this you can do got it. this. And at a time I'm like, nope, I'm tired now. Yeah. I'm tired and I have the right to be tired. Yeah. And I have to slow down. Yeah. And later on I might have better energy. Yeah. That was through the treatment and through the race as well.
0: I think that's exactly yeah. what Connor said at the very beginning, which is understanding the long game. Which is to say, Yes, I might be strong overall, but right now I don't feel strong. And right now I need to take it slowly or I need to walk or I need to rest or I need to, and then I will be okay to come back again. So Athens marathon has taught us a lot of things and, uh, will you come back? Will you do it again? Yes. Yes.
2: (laughs) I'm already planning my next marathon. Oh, yes. So (laughs) this, okay. So, um,
0: first of all, so two questions. So this is your first marathon. Yes. So a lot of people, I want to run a marathon, and they check on the bucket list, and then they're done? Oh, no. Okay, so you're going to run your next marathon. Definitely. All right. Will you come back to Athens again? Yeah. Yes. I believe so, yes. Yeah,
2: Yeah.
0: right. And Connor, how about you? (laughs) (laughs) That's a no from Connor. That's like I've done Athens. Now I'm going to move on to something faster like Berlin, something flatter like Berlin.
1: I can't say that I'll never do it again, right. but what I will say is that, you know, I've got a lot of marathons lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I do do it again, it, it won't be very soon on the list. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. my current goal is, um, primarily, uh, to break the three hour mark. So, right. Um, I'm planning on Berlin hopefully being the next one, the next one,
0: the flat one. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't sure if I would run again um this one because you know it was uh, for me a bucket list uh to sort of say i've done it and there's like other things i would like to run the seven continents so i would like to run a marathon in africa and one in south america and of course antarctica but i like this city and i like this marathon and i like the history and i finished it but i think i can do better so uh also to um maria who was in the uh, podcast uh, that we interviewed when outrun cancer she is from uh, or her family is from uh, Greece and so I would like to run it with her mm-hmm. so so we will plan uh, I bought a t-shirt at the at the marathon expo I, I'm gonna, I won't show all of you but I can show that, that Chris is sitting here and it says flat marathons, marathons suck <laughs> and I want to change it to say flat marathons rock <laughs> <laughs> because right now I think flat marathons are good. <laughs> so everybody, thank you for listening to us. Uh, if you would like to know more about Athens Marathon, definitely look it up. Um, but also feel free to reach out to any of us. We'll, uh, we will tell you what we really think. You know, I've had a blast. Uh, Athens and Greece has been great. Yes. It's been great because I got to run with Connor and Julia and Daphne, um, but all the people. Um, Paul, Paolo, Paul in the yogurt store is always nice to us every day and uh, it's just such a friendly place. So thank you, Greece. Thank you, Evans. And uh, thank you also too, to the newspapers uh, that covered our story uh, in the Greek newspapers uh, to be able to do this. Julia, myself, Connor, Daphne, we're all part of Outrun Cancer. We do this to show people that cancer does not stop you. And Julia has been lucky to be supported by...
2: uh... What I want to say, I want to say thank you. Mm. Because you had major part in why I'm here now. And you know this. Maybe I knew that I was running, but I don't think I would have thought like, oh, let me run a full marathon. And you made me think about it. Mm. You made me consider it. And we are here together Mm -hmm. and we did it. And you are a marathon... Runner with a capital M, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just Julia, would you like to tell everybody who you were running for as well? So I'm I'm being supported, supported by the King Hussein Cancer Center, which is the like one of the top ranking cancer centers around the world. And I'm lucky to say that this is in my country. Mm. And uh, I want uh, people in Jordan, especially, and in the Middle East to believe in the power of sports in general Mm -hmm. and how it affects the whole cancer experience and the healing journey and all these things, and to give them hope that a cancer diagnosis isn't the end. It might be the start to something new. All the names that I carried with me, I felt like it was... Something simple that I did, that I had all the names. There were like around 75 names. And when I posted the picture by the finish line with the names, people were too shy to ask me if their name was there. And so I started to show them that their names were there. And they felt like, oh, we didn't do anything. They don't know that with every time. They just tell me, like, uh, you're doing great, bravo, whatever it is. These cancer patients are actually supporting me Mm. and they were really touched. They felt that they finished Athens marathon as well, all together. Yeah. So I think that that is really special and Connor was a special run.
0: Uh, You said just before we started the podcast, this is your third marathon.
1: Yeah.
0: And it is the first marathon where your mom hasn't been at the finish line to greet you.
1: Yeah. Well, it's certainly been different.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, you know, ordinarily I look forward to finding her at the end. But, yeah. Um, no, this time I was um, just waiting for Mum Vanessa.
0: <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> well, two and a half hours, two and a half hours, yeah. Three hours maybe, yeah. So, you know, this is when I was running uh, and I was finding it a bit tough. I will end with a comment from Daphne and we will um, – We will add Daphne's comments in um, because she can't be with us here today. But um, Daphne said, we can do hard things. And this is so true. Uh, Sometimes it feels hard, but we can do hard things. So, everybody, let us know if you would like to come run Athens. Um, Maybe we'll come run again with you. So, um, this is all of us saying thank you for listening. And thank you for... uh, Following us on the Outrun Cancer Athens Marathon original, authentic marathon journey. Thank you. Bravo. (laughs) Bravo. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the before and after episodes of Outrun Cancer Athens Marathon. Athens Marathon, super special marathon, uh, made even more special by the fact that we had four of the OutRun Cancer podcast uh, people coming together in Athens uh, to do this really special thing. It's a message of hope, it's a message of community, and it's just a real, really, really strong bond and wonderful experience. I hope many of you might be inspired to sign up for Athens. Not an easy marathon. But uh, you know what? Cancer's not easy either. And we get up and we do it. So or something interesting, ultimate guide to running the Athens Marathon is left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Hope to see you again in the next episode of Outrun Cancer. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for listening to today's Outrun Cancer story. I know telling stories really helps. So now I'd like to ask you to come share your takeaways. Follow us on Instagram at Vanessa underscore outrun Cancer for some stories, some inspiration, and maybe you might be inspired to put your running shoes on. See you in the next episode.